Welcome to RGM. Are you in a band? Come and join us. Simply click on the RGM submission page, submit your music, and we'll sort the rest. you all I've been worried sick about you all how are you doing you all right oh I've had a whale of a time guys tell you what Las Vegas Ooh, it's hard work great hard work they expect you to drink as soon as you get up until you go to bed and then they expect you to do the same next day so I've had a good time Loads of beatings. Uh, had a cracking chat about the RGM USA thing as well. Uh, I'm not sure if it's going to come to anything, but you know, I've got to be in it to win it and all that kind of stuff. Um, but I'll keep you posted if all happens. But it's been great. It's, it's been great, and very, very just off a plane actually. Uh, I think I've got like a cough or something from plain cough I think the technical word for it yeah so a bit a bit grotty Um, but I've loved every minute of being away having a break things ran a little bit slower on RGM while we were away because I just I I needed a break so I just kind of left everything I I, I programmed a full week's worth of uh, social media to go out before so I grafted as much as I could to keep it going I needed that break you know after weeks and weeks of just non-stop working full-time doing RGM to like 10 or 11 o'clock at night I just needed a break things ran a little bit smoother uh slower sorry but hey yo we're back now normal processing email reply times will be uh, back up and running yeah, great time, great time. Uh, walking about with a snake on me at one point. A real snake, yeah. yeah. I'll leave you with that thought. Walking about with a snake on me. <laughs> oh, well, it's good to be... It's, it's nice to go away and have a break and have a bit of a blowout, isn't it? It's also nice to get home. So I slept in my own bed for the first time in a while last night. That was nice. Um, Caught up on my emails. Back to RGM stuff. Let's crack on. And here we are for another episode of the RGM Experience Podcast. With me, Carl Maloney. Seasoned traveller. God, I'm trying to make everything sound like it's a pain in the arse, don't I? Even even holidays I've made sound like it's hard work. It's just in my nature, I suppose. It's, It's what I do. Uh, but today, ladies and gentlemen, we're joined by a fantastic guest, as always, ladies and gentlemen. We've got Jules from the Big Moon. Right enjoyed speaking to Jules. Uh, nice, pleasant soul. You know, we, we just had a chat over the phone type thing. It wasn't on Zoom. Um, so I couldn't see her or anything. But you just get a nice vibe about some people, don't you? And she definitely got a nice vibe about her. So that's coming up very soon, ladies and gentlemen. Excited. So behind the scenes at RGM, loads of things are going on. We are rethinking the large RGM live shows. Um, I'm just a bit bored. I want to spice things up again a little bit. 
uh, I feel like uh, after having a break, it makes you reflect a little bit, doesn't it? So, and I feel like I've got in a bit of a rut. I just want to try different things and spice things up a little bit. Uh, so all this news and information, when I get a bit more time to work out exactly what, how I'm feeling about things and to um, to you know work stuff out, I'll let you know about it. But that's pretty much it behind the scenes at RGM this week. Been away, been having a good time. Back to business. So, what have you guys been up to? Have I missed out? No, okay, just carries on life, doesn't it? Yeah, this weekend, my beloved Sheffield United is playing Manchester City. Uh, this podcast's coming out on the Monday, so you'll, you'll know the score, but I'm recording this on the Saturday just before the match. Uh, so, yeah, that's my weekend sorted. Watch them get battered, 8-0 or something by Ireland. You never know, though. We might just pull it off. You never know. <laughs> anyway, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to stop babbling. I feel like I'm uh, jet-lagged and um, just uh, delusional. No jokes, please. Right, ladies and gentlemen, let's crack on with your guest. Ladies and gentlemen, Jules from the Big Moon. Take it away, Jules. Good morning. Oh, thanks for joining us today. What a, what an hour to be alive. I know. It's half past eight in the morning, if anyone's wondering. Well, that, that's our commitment to you, the listeners, to um, to record these type of things when when we, when we both, because we're both busy people, you know what it's like, don't you? We, we try and fit things in. And it's our yeah. commitment to you, the listeners, to share new stories on this podcast. So thanks for joining us today, mate. It's very much appreciated. Yeah, no, my pleasure. Brilliant. Where do we find you today then? Where about, where are you? Set the scene. I am at home in London. Oh, nice. Um, I'm sitting on my bed. Yes. I'm still wearing my dressing gown. <laughs> yes. Of course. <laughs> I. That's about it, really. <laughs> That's about full... it, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a full day of rehearsals today. Right, okay. Yeah, because you've got a, lot, got a lot coming up. I've had a little nosy on your website and I've seen all the gigs that are coming up and it all starts in May. Um, yeah. So I presume it's all... a busy summer. So, so the rehearsals are uh, all for festival season coming up then, I presume. Yeah, well, we've got a few... We've got lots of festivals coming up, hmm. a couple of headline shows as well. Yeah. Um, one in Leicester and one in London at the Roundhouse. Wow. Which is going to be our biggest headline show ever. So it's sort of, uh, yeah, we're getting some exciting new uh, staging. And, oh, yeah, okay. Making it fancy, basically. <laughs> that, that must be a nice little development, you know, because uh, we, we, we track the, uh, the journey of a band a lot on RGM. And uh, it's mainly bands just starting out, you know, just starting to get tour dates, getting big uh, support names and that kind of stuff. Um, but the, the next stage after that is like getting toys and stuff on stage, I presume. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's, <laughs> I feel like I'm in such an incredibly lucky position. Yeah. Like I, a month ago, I drew a picture on a napkin mm. of <laughs> of what I thought maybe the stage could look like. And then I sent it to someone in an email and then they sent it to someone and then they sent it to someone and, and they said yes. And then now someone's making it. Wow. <laughs> it's it, incredible. Can you give us it is it are you allowed to say or give us a, a little hint of what it's gonna be? Um No, I wanna keep it as a surprise. Fair enough. 
Well, that's fair enough. <laughs> well, what I'd say then, because uh, within the description of this podcast is a link to your website, and it's got all your dates on there. It's got all the festival dates. It's got your, you know, tickets for Roundhouse and Leicester and all that kind of stuff on there for you too. So I'm intrigued uh, to know what it's all about. Um, but that's what you've got coming up. Let, let, let's go back a little bit and uh, discuss the origin of the band a little bit, because I like to have a bit of a nosy about and that, if that's all right, Jules. Um, yeah, sure. So I'll what, see what I can remember. <laughs> yeah, fair enough, fair enough. So t- talk <laughs> us through uh, how you, um, you know, w- what was the landscape like as a little Jules just growing up before you got into music? Um, I grew up in southeast London in a leafy suburb. Mm. Um, I didn't start playing guitar till I was about 16. Yeah. Um, but there was always a piano in my house. Um, so I used to just plonk away on that quite a lot and sort of work out songs. Um, yeah. And then moved up to the big city when I was 18, as soon as I could really, I didn't like it in the suburbs. Was it a strange thing for you to do to school music? You know, like your friends and that kind of stuff, were were, were other people surrounded by music or was it just like you, like an an oddball musician just starting to think about this piano in the corner of the room and, you know, I might fancy a bit of guitar at some point? Um, The rest of my family also kind of had a bonk on the piano every now Mm. and then, but like... (laughs) okay. I think phrase. I'm the only one who wanted to pursue it as like a, yeah, you know, to perform it yeah, um, and to make a go of it. Mm. Um, like I felt, yeah, as a teenager, I was very like, I am going to be in a band. Yes. I'm not going to university <laughs> um, and sort of moved up to London with all these ridiculous dreams and ended up like working in pubs for about yeah. eight years. <laughs> Well, that's the kind of thing. I, I can remember making uh, broken promises to my mum when I were in a band about, you know, I'm going to get signed, I'm going to buy your house and that kind of stuff. It never happened because, you know, it's it's graft, isn't it? Why, why, yeah. why, why do you think it it's, it's happening for you guys? I honestly think a lot of it is luck. Mm. Um, like the the things that have happened in my life that have sort of unlocked doors mm. um, have been lucky um yeah. yeah but i guess it, i guess it's partly luck and partly you know whatever who hears your music at that moment in time and what kind of music somebody who wants to invest their time in like um i guess whatever's cool i don't know yeah um but yeah i don't know like i i spent so long floundering around in random bands and <laughs> trying different things playing different instruments in different bands and yeah. and then when I started the big moon you know this is probably my fourth band and yeah. I just sort of thought all right let's try this one for a while and then the big moon was the one that took off what, what, so I don't, I don't I just can't work out what the recipe for it is it's just yeah what what kind of just look, kept going <laughs> what kind of look did you feel you got like give us an example of like getting a bit of luck what what's that look like well like for example my first job in music was um i just had a phone call randomly from a man who was like i've heard that you play guitar mm. this was when i was like 24 and i had like given up music right. i'd like renounced playing because i was so <laughs> yeah. sick of playing 
and putting time in, spending my money on yeah. doing it. I was like, this isn't going anywhere. <laughs> Never mind, let's give up. And I'd actually, I had gone to university at that point and I was doing a foundation year in art. Okay. So I was sort of halfway through this foundation year and I was like, I'm an artist now. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> I was really into it um, and hadn't played guitar for ages. And then, yeah, just had this random phone call and this guy knew someone who knew someone who I'd recorded a demo with when I was like 19. Oh, wow. And they'd been looking for a guitarist and this guy had recommended me to go and play with someone and it was a paying gig. So they were like, do you want to come and we're going to tour Europe and we'll give you a hundred pounds for every show. And I was like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I was obviously like, yeah, (laughs) dropped everything, relearned how to play the guitar. I had to just sort of play it every (laughs) single day all day to kind of like make my fingers work again um and yeah I just went off on my first tour and uh yeah but that phone call was definitely a moment of pure luck and then when I went on that tour I met other bands and I was like oh my god this is actually a thing like people go on tour and they I don't know I just was really inspired by it and discovered this world where music was a job or like a real thing and where people took it seriously and you weren't just playing to like empty basements in like, you know, the darkest corners of London. Like, yeah, yeah, it was really eye opening. And then I sort of came home from that tour. It wasn't very long and uh, started writing songs again and looking for bandmates. I was like, okay, I'm going to do this because now I know that it's possible and it exists. Um. I, I know I know for a fact that there'll be a lot of musicians listening to this podcast that are starting to think about, oh, oh I'm just going to get a job and forget about it. It's just not going anywhere. It's it's too hard work. Nobody's buying me records. Nobody's streaming <laughs> stuff. I'm, I, I love doing what I do and I want to do it, but I just can't see it happening. You, you know, it must be quite inspiring for people to hear that, you know it can happen and just keep going and, you know, yeah. little random thing, little, you could just get a phone call tomorrow and it could all change again. It must be. Um, yeah. Uh, it's so mad how your life can just change with mm. a phone call or just an email will just arrive and it'll be like, yeah, your life will just be upside down. <laughs> so was that it then after the call? How, how did you like, how, how did you like get the girls together? How did you, how did the big moonlight begin? So I started writing songs and I was writing songs for about six months Mm. and um, I, again, another lucky thing, found our, who, I found our manager Mm. um, and she was really encouraging and basically became my mentor and was like Mm. someone who was like, hey, these songs are good, you should write more. Um, and I was like shocked (laughs) and I definitely needed someone to tell me that because I think when you're on your own, you can get very like, uh, (laughs) this is pointless. Everything I do is rubbish. (laughs) Um, so yeah, I was lucky. Like I met her at a party basically again, like three friends of friends. Um, and it was very like, what do you do? What do you do? And she, she was like, I'm a manager. And I was like, oh, <laughs> I write songs. Um, <laughs> and so that came about really nicely. And it's just great that we were friends before we worked together. Um, so, yeah, I'd written a bunch of songs. And then 
I knew I wanted to be in a band because I'm just like, it's just always what I've done. I never wanted to like be a solo artist or I just don't really have the confidence to do that. Like I will, I want like a, a gang of friends around me on stage. I can't ever imagine going on stage on my own. I think. Yeah. yeah. It's just too <laughs> overwhelming. <laughs> um, and I started looking for bandmates and for a long time, couldn't find anyone. Um, so I was just sort of begging people to learn instruments for me. <laughs> um, I didn't even care what instruments at that point. I was just like, just anyone, just someone Walk to be in this rehearsal room with me. Um, and we we're all like friends of friends. Yeah. I sent a lot of Facebook messages. It was like that mm. era um, of just, yeah. So like I found Fern first. She was a friend of a friend. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we are all just friends of friends. I found Fern yeah. first and we had a few like practices together and we were like instantly great this is going to work. Um, and then we found Soph and then we were like a three piece for a few months and then we found Celia and then she was definitely felt like the last piece of the puzzle. We were like, yes, this works. This feels really good. It, it, it's the, the dynamics of a band have have always fascinated me and there's, and and, and they're always different for each individual, individual band that I speak to. Uh, in general terms, there's always a quiet one. There's always a mad one. There's always a, a an organised <laughs> one. There's always a, you know a pain in the ass. Uh, you know, w- w- which one are you out of the band? <laughs> I think I'm probably the pain in the ass. <laughs> oh yeah, well, that, you need to be though as a driver, driving force behind a band. You've got to be. Someone's got to be, haven't you? <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I think we're we are actually all weirdly similar. Right, okay. Um, and I think that's how we knew it was going to work. Like, even before <laughs> we played anything together, we were just kind of hanging out and it just yeah. felt like we knew each other already. Like, we're just all on the same wavelength, really. It's it's difficult, but when I speak to bands as well, it's difficult to find the right people because, you, you know, you, you can get somebody that's committed. And I'm, I'm probably talking about, you know, the, the lower rungs when bands are starting out and they need a new member. Um, but finding the right personality... Um, as well as having talent and be committed to the same cause as what you're passionate about. That's hard work, isn't it? Yeah. And also finding, you know, finding three other people who are equally committed to making a band work because it does Mm. take a lot of time and you do have to spend money on, you know, borrowing rehearsal spaces or your instruments and cables. And like, it's quite, I think a bit it's a bit of a miracle when you mm. find those people who can do all of those things yeah. um, so, and they're all up for it just as much as you are. So did did the opportunity, you know, the bit of luck that came about, you know, you're on tour doing a gig, £100 a night, oh, wow. Uh, what, is that a driving force? Uh, what, was that a catalyst for you to be able to get back into music? Because I know you, you mentioned earlier that, um, you kind of moved into the art world a little bit and left it by. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, it definitely was like just being around other musicians and watching loads of bands, like playing festivals and seeing, just seeing a lot of live music I found really inspiring mm-hmm. and exciting. And I just felt like, yeah, I want to do this. Well, I can remember first having my the Big Moon experience. Uh, you're headlining the Albert Hall at Neighbourhood, I think just before... 
the big, oh nice the, just just before the big global bastard uh took everything away from us oh um, uh, was it was it I, in 2020 I, I think so my dates are all over the place jules i'll be honest with you um but yeah <laughs> you, you played after the blinders i went to see the blinders and i've not, not seen your band before so me and kirsty the missus hung around and watched your and we're just in awe of um, you know the music that we're hearing from you. You know this. You know because when, when you're new to it, when you're at a festival, particularly festivals, it's a great place to find new bands just to get involved with. In it, uh, the whole environment's great. And I, I originally went to see the Blinders, and then you guys were on after. I thought oh, I've got to check these out. If they're on after the Blinders, they must be great. And you were. Any kind of like festival experiences that you can tell us a funny story about through the years? Oh. <laughs> Um, oh my god! I must have played like hundreds of festivals. Yes, How could I possibly? It's, it's too wide. <laughs> I um, I mean, I can't. No, too. It's too I, too much of a wide. I just, question, my brain is just like a blur of like strange <laughs> encounters with celebrities and catering, or like nice. leaky tents and. Yeah, <laughs> I actually got engaged at a festival. Oh, that was there exciting. Go. There we go. That was in 2019. My my partner came on stage and proposed to me at the end of our show. Ah, right. Was was that a big secret then? Well, obviously it was a secret to you, but I mean, like, all the girls, like, had a plan to, like... No, nobody knew. Nobody knew. Nobody knew apart from him. We right. also had a bunch of our friends on stage because mm. um, he runs something at festivals called the Secret Post Office, where oh. people dressed up as posties and run around delivering letters at festivals. Oh, nice. And we were at Green Man in Wales. Mm. So we had all of our friends on stage as well, dancing for the last song. Um, so we're already on this massive high. And then at the end, he just <laughs> grabbed the microphone and started talking. And we were like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, no. um, yeah, and he proposed to me it was completely out of the blue. And I presume you said yes. Of course but, I did. Yes, yeah, of course, yeah, no, I can imagine that. I'm like, if you love me that much that you'll talk to like 5,000 people in yeah. a tent and tell them that you want to marry me, I'm like, sure, fine, oh, I'll marry you. Go on there, go on there. And, and uh, is he all right now? How is he getting on now? Has he, put, has he done any more surprises? Or is that it now? Um, no more surprises. Okay, fair enough, bless you. I see. So far. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, festival season's upon us. I, I, I love the anticipation of festival seasons and just being around it. My favourite one, personally, just because I'm a bit of Sheffield lad, is tram lines. Um, oh, yeah. Have you got any, um, uh, like, memories from, like, because I, I live in Manchester now. Have you got any, and the majority of people listening to the podcast are from, like, Sheffield and Manchester kind of areas. Have you got any memories from playing uh, our towns that you could share with the world? Um, I'm asking you to remember things, Anna. Sorry, mate. It's too, it's <laughs> I remember playing. What's that big festival in Warrington called? Uh, is it Neighbourhood Weekender? Is that what yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. We played that um, the year before last, and mm. I had I had a baby. I had a three-month-old uh, baby at that time, and it was yeah. my first time playing shows since having a child and also since the pandemic mm. um and i remember going there with my bundle and <laughs> yeah. the, like everyone backstage was just sort of coming up and cooing over the baby and like a woman came up to me and was like oh i grieve for my children at this age <laughs> and like it was very like Dramatic. woe is me mm. um and i went to watch self-esteem self-esteem nice. played like this amazing show um 
and there were loads of like technical issues with with her show and uh, and she was like if i don't get a john lewis voucher at the end of this <laughs> you're in big trouble <laughs> i love that i love, um, love self-esteem sheffield lass and all and uh i just love what she's doing at the minute and you know they're just she's making waves in, in uh and in such like well it feels like for me I, I don't know her personally or anything but it feels like a quite short career she's had i, I presume like many musicians is probably 10 years a graph behind it um but she's, i just love what she's doing yeah she's amazing i mean she has she's been grafting for a really long time because right, you know okay. she was in slow club before ah uh, right okay she was self-esteem so right. she's been going along many a year right okay good but yes yeah, i i'm with you she's brilliant yeah nice i went one. to see her the other day play in london and it was just fab right yeah it, i feel like more bands should have dancing <laughs> yeah yeah def- definitely definitely um so loads of gigs coming up um exciting things happening for the band you've just uh you know back in october you had an album out um and i'm always intrigued when when an album comes out a big piece of work like an album comes out and a few months pass what at what stage as a band do you start thinking um let's move on to the next one now and and like leave that one behind a little bit i'm always interested in that kind of like dynamic how do you yeah it's it's weird because i generally after record after all the writing Mm. um and recording and promoting an album i generally have a period of time where i'm like i'm never writing a song again (laughs) (laughs) like the sort of uh exertion of the whole thing Mm. always feels like too much at the time and then something just very slowly gradually changes over like a year um and i'm just at that point now Mm. after releasing our last album where i just sort of just the feeling just starts to creep back in and i feel like ah maybe i want to write a song right now (laughs) and it always comes back and it always surprises me when it does because i'm literally like i hate music after i go through the whole experience and then i'm like actually i love music (laughs) we have quite a few comedians on the podcast as well and and the the dynamics between musicians and comedians is quite similar because they go on the road they do a special they record it once that material's out there it's a bit different with uh, with comedians because once their specials out on telly they can't really use that material again so they're not it's not like musicians where you can play the hits again on you know amongst the new oh god yeah they've got to absolutely cut it and never be able to use it again so and and i speak to many people that feel like i'm just not funny anymore i just i can't do this anymore you know And, and then they have to go through this period of time where they have to you know go back to the roots again uh, at some point and and just start thinking what why am i funny what is funny what what's going on oh and, man and just, it's just, so uh, difficult yeah. like sometimes because it's deeply kind of tied up with your whole personality mm. i can imagine it's the same for comedians yeah. and you do you need to have like experiences to be able to have something to process mm. through music or or comedy you need to see things or do things yeah um and the nature of touring sometimes is that you're you're living this quite strange routine like yeah i don't know i wouldn't want to write a load of songs about being on tour yeah constantly like like covid <laughs> like nobody had out to do we all had to stay in house you know we're, we're, yeah it, 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 it must like hinder some like in a 
what am I trying to say? You know, like, you're right, aren't you? When you're out and about in the world, you, 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 your head ticks along better, doesn't it? You know, there's more things going on. You, you're thinking of different things. You're more inspired by things. But when, you, when, you, when, you, when you're stuck in a certain place or you're, you're on tour where you're just on a bus and a venue and something to eat. And yeah. Backstage. And sometimes in, yeah. in those, like, repetitive situations, mm. like, um, like being on tour mm. or even like, yeah, lockdown was like when you're doing the same thing every day, it's yeah. really hard to even remember anything. It's hard to <laughs> yeah. make memories because yeah. you're just like doing the same things all the time. Um, so things are, bu- so yeah, like, you are definitely, like I definitely need a period of not writing and just sort of listening, I guess. Okay. And I kind of write things down in my little notepad if someone says something or if there's a little turn of phrase that feels like, oh yeah, that is a good way of putting that thing, <laughs> then I'll just sort of nick it and look at it later. Well, I, I really enjoyed the new single, Two Lines, is out now as well for people to enjoy. Oh, thank uh, you. I've had that on uh, on loop this morning, just enjoying that. Um, you know, mm-hmm. what I love about it, what, what I love about the latest single is just the the, the honesty of it. it it's it, it's such a good beat throughout it and I was speaking to James Walsh from Star Sailor and I love Good Souls his song and it was a similar kind of thing it, it, it just it, it's quite a simple beat but it drives the song along all the yeah. way through it I, fi- I find that dynamic quite interesting to to have something quite and I don't mean simple in derogatory terms I mean it and I, I think it's special I think it's a, a magical thing to be able to do and perform and make happen um how, how, yeah how, how I really um I remember when I was writing this album I was really trying to be as simple as I could because mm. like I, when I used to write songs, like our first album, the songs are all quite complex and there's loads mm. of different chords and sometimes like time changes mm. and just all this mad stuff, which was fun and what I wanted to do at the time. And like, it's good and I love it. Mm. But this time I was really like, I wanted to get into the lyrics and I wanted to like, I felt like to let that happen. I needed to have, just the purest simplest chords and beats do you know what i mean yeah. like yeah i didn't want to take away from the emotions of the songs by adding a load of bells and whistles i wanted it to feel constant and driving and yeah well you you've nailed that one mate i've right you know just listening to it this morning is really enjoying it and uh, we'll put a link to all your music and, you know, the gigs and everything that you've got coming up. Because the, the festivals start on the 11th of May at Great Escape. <clears throat> Excuse me. Then you've got Leicester, Leeds, Neighbourhood Festival again, London, the big one. Um, and then you're off out into Europe. That must be nice. Yeah. That'd be nice to go to Europe. I, I have been seeing a few people like Slow Readers Club uh, mentioned on their socials that some of the... It's difficult for bands in Europe at the minute. Some, some, uh, particularly with like the visas and that kind of stuff post Brexit, where the oh yeah, uh, where the, where everything's take, so complicated now. Taking merch, taking merch off bands for so like you can't an hour. And, sorry, taking merch off bands because so they can't sell it. You know, the, the commercial side of things is is that kind. Oh of Oh my thing. god, yeah, yeah so you it, have to declare everything. Yeah, madness. Which is like, kind of imagine doing a stock take of like all of your merch and then all of your equipment, every single guitar pedal, every single cable, every single pick is just sort of, yeah. 
It's a pain in the ass. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Well, good luck with it all. Anyway, I'm sure it's going to be amazing out, out there. Yeah, I mean, we'll get there. We'll yeah. fill out all the forms. We'll get there. We'll eat some nice cheese. It'll be fine. Yes. Yeah, good, <laughs> I'm looking yeah, forward idea, to good, it. Good, good, good idea. Do you have, because I know I know you're busy and you need to get off at the minute, but it, 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 do, you, uh, do you have a message for the Big Moon fans out there that'll be listening to this? Um, that are considering coming to catch you at your headline gigs in particular uh, that haven't pressed the button yet on the uh, to buy a ticket. Oh, hello, big moon fans! <laughs> I love you. <laughs> Come to our shows. Yeah. There's going to be cool staging that I drew on a napkin. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be loud. Yeah. <laughs> going to be really loud yeah well i'm i'm going to put all, all the links to all the gigs on the description of this podcast uh jules mate really appreciate you joining this morning for a chat um, yeah thank you for having me you, you're welcome um is there anything else that you want to share with the world that we might not have covered today at all no not really no we're good no well, i think we talked about everything <laughs> oh, okay, brilliant. well i really, really appreciate your time mate thanks for joining us on the podcast and just have a great time with these gigs coming up mate and say hello to say, say hello to uh, the, the girls for us and uh our gem magazine will we'll, we'll be we'll be supporting you all the way thanks again for your time cheers bye-bye thanks mate have a nice day oh thanks jules thanks mate as we say in the interview they're playing many shows coming up, some headline shows as well in Leicester and London and many others. Within the description of this podcast, you will find a link to all of their shows and merch and new tunes and music. Yeah, thanks for joining us for another week, ladies and gentlemen. I don't have much today, just all the usual housekeeping. Uh, remember, you can watch the interview on YouTube. You can see how little faces talk to each other. It's always available. Follow us on our socials. Give us a five-star rating if you can be asked. Really appreciate it. And as always, we'll see you next week for another show. I'm going to get off to bed, I think. <laughs> Too low. Have a good week, guys. Enjoy a week of music. Spread the love. And we'll see you next week. Toodle-oo. Welcome to RGM. Are you in a band? Come and join us. Simply click on the RGM submission page, submit your music, and we'll sort the rest. Hello. Did you know that you can support our podcast in many ways? Within the description of this podcast, you will see a list of all the equipment that we use. These are Amazon affiliate links. Clicking on these links take you to Amazon. If you buy whatever you're planning that week, we get a small kickback and you get a parcel at no extra cost. We would really appreciate your support. Or you can just go old school and donate a pound or whatever you feel is appropriate in there. Please subscribe, tell a friend about our show, and thank you for your support, and we'll see you next week.